0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, simply the best dentist that there is. He's been my dentist for the last 27 years. I've never gone to another one. I never will go to another one. You won't either. All you have to do is make the call. 317-849-2933. So what Mike Woodson's doing right now, and by the way, subscribe, like, ring the bell, do all that stuff. Mike Woodson is trying to compel the six guys and everybody else on Indiana's roster to come back. The six who have put their names into the transfer portal plus Trace Jackson Davis. These guys, if they come back, you've got a chance for a really good season coming up and building on the program's sort of, the, on the mediocrity that it, it, it achieved under Archie Miller, but building on that and moving forward, not replating, but somehow taking what's there and improving it, that's what Mike Woodson's trying to do. So here are the odds on these guys coming back. Joey Bronk, I think, is coming back, 1-7. to seven. What I heard is that he had a great meeting with Mike Woodson and that he's coming back. Hasn't announced that yet, but he never announced he was leaving. This would require him coming back for his sixth year. He sat last year with a back injury, but that wasn't his redshirt year. He had already used it. This would be the COVID year. It gets very complicated, but I think Joey Brunk is coming back to the Hoosiers. Trace Jackson Davis has not put his name in the transfer portal, but he may put his name in to the NBA draft. Trace Jackson Davis right now is projected as being undrafted. Mike Woodson has said, that he has and is in the process of begging Trace Jackson Davis to come back to Indiana because what he thinks he can do is put him in a position where his draft stock is going to be significantly elevated because what Trace Jackson cannot do is use his offhand. Being unable to use your off offhand puts you at an enormous disadvantage in the NBA, and as a result, Mike Woodson thinks that with a year's work under his tutelage, Trace Jackson Davis can really set himself up for a nice draft slot. I I think the odds of Trace Jackson Davis coming back are one to two. The difference between being an undrafted free agent and being a first-round pick financially is extreme, and I think that that's the difference potentially that Trace Jackson Davis will see come to fruition if he returns to Bloomington for another year. Armand Franklin, I think, is even money. Uh... Armand Franklin's mom, India, is a really nice woman and uh, is somebody that I think is going to get along very well with Mike Woodson. I think she's going to vibe with Mike Woodson's message. I think Armand will too. I think Armand is as likely to come back as not. I know that there are suitors for Armand Franklin, but as Mike Woodson talked about what he wants in terms of players... On his rostering, in terms of guys that he is going to recruit and wants to retain, Armand Franklin, a big deal. he hit 42-plus percent from beyond the arc. Mike Woodson wants shooters. Mike Woodson wants positionless basketball on the defensive end. When you switch, he doesn't want a disadvantage. Armand Franklin can guard at least three spots and probably a fourth against most matchups, uh, teams in the Big Ten. And so Armand Franklin is a guy who fits Mike Woodson's system. He's going to understand that, and he's going to understand that a year with Mike Woodson and Thad Mata and perhaps Larry Brown and the rest of the guys who are going to be on this staff, it's going to be a huge deal in terms of his development as a potential pro. I think Armand Franklin comes back, and I think that this sense of family is is going to vibe strongly. With, uh, with Armand's mom. Armand's mom. Uh, Parker Stewart, 4-1. to one. I don't know. I don't know Parker Stewart. I never met Parker Stewart. I wouldn't know Parker Stewart if I ran into him on the street. I have no idea. I, he left Tennessee Martin for obvious reasons to come to Indiana. Never put on a jersey. I don't know where his head's at. I would assume as a volume scorer. Uh, Stewart is getting all kinds of kind of um, interest in the transfer portal. So I, I have no idea. Jordan Geronimo, I think it's 10 to 1. I think he's gone. His mom came in. This is why moms should not talk to the media. Because what Jordan Geronimo's mom said to the media was, it's all about the distance between Jordan's home and Bloomington. and And so it's just too far away. It's a long way to go for games. Way to put your own needs ahead of your kids. Anyway, moms should never talk to the media. If that was a crock, the distance between Jordan Geronimo's home and Bloomington is not going to change. So Jordan Geronimo, if he wants to come back, he's going to have to say, or his mom's going to have to say, that was just a bunch of nonsense. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. I I think, again, as a guy who's kind of a positionless uh, defender, he'd be terrific. At Indiana and he would benefit from Mike Woodson's tutelage and from this staff. I, I don't know whether he's going to come back to, to Bloomington because it sounds like at least if we take Mrs. Geronimo or Jordan's mom at her word, the reason for Jordan transferring has not changed and will not change because there is no way to geographically move one town closer to another. Uh, L. Durham, 10,000-1. Al Durham's gone. He he tweeted yesterday that he's gone. He's going to go to Providence College, and that's that. Uh, put a bow on Al Durham's career as an Indiana Hoosier, and, and that's fine. He did his four years, and I think that's cool. One thing that I would have considered if I was Al Durham coming back for a fifth year is he would have set all of the records for games played, minutes played, that kind of stuff. He would have moved up on the scoring list because of that fifth year of eligibility that the COVID crisis has kind of allowed, would have been nice to set all those records. He would have been on top of the heap for Indiana basketball in perpetuity unless the schedule for Indiana basketball and college basketball for Division I teams goes haywire the way it looks like it's expanding in the NFL. So there you go. I, I think that Brunk will be back. Trace Jackson Davis, I think the odds are really good he comes back. I think Armand Franklin is slightly more likely than not to come back. And, and the other guys, I think, are likely goners. We'll see. And that frees up some scholarships and gives Mike Woodson a little bit of uh, wiggle room in terms of recruiting and putting together a team that he's going to a- enjoy coaching. I think it's a good thing. And, and parents, again, don't talk to the media. Why would you? What are you doing? Stop. You want to see your name in print? You want to? Hey, look, I got quoted on Pigs. Good heavens. Um, 17-game season in the NFL. First time the season has expanded since 1978. That's how long they played 16 games in a season. The game that's being added for the Colts will be against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why not not give us a game against the Detroit Lions or the Bengals, for God's sake? Why can't the Colts get an auto-win instead of having to play the Super Bowl champs? It's not fair. It's not right. It's just unjust. Uh, Colts senior offensive assistant, Press Taylor, who's been with the Eagles for a good long time, he spoke to the media yesterday and spoke extensively about uh, Carson Wentz, loves Carson Wentz, 100% committed behind Carson Wentz, believes that all of his problems are fixable, will be fixed, and that Carson Wentz is going to be the franchise-level quarterback for the Colts that he was for the Eagles in 17, 18, and 19. It was good to hear a guy like Press Taylor extol the virtues of Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz, as much as we talk about the need for an acquisition of an edge rush guy and a left tackle and maybe a tight end and another wide receiver, whatever, if Carson Wentz isn't healthy and if Carson Wentz doesn't play at a high level, you're sunk before you even start. It doesn't matter what happens at other positions if you don't have Carson Wentz So, uh, and playing at a high level. So Carson Wentz being thought of as highly as he is by Press Taylor and by the other guys who spoke to the media yesterday, I think really, really important. Uh, and uh, it's not like they're going to say, yeah, I, I never liked the guy when I was in Philly. Hey eh, Carson Wentz, guy rubbed me the wrong way. He's not going to say that. But you can tell kind of in his body language and in his words that it wasn't just nonsense that he was proffering, that he actually believes what he said, and that's a good thing. Gonzaga is going to win the NCAA tournament, and if you didn't listen to Inside Indiana Sports Now yesterday afternoon, you didn't get it. I told you, Gonzaga was going to roll over the top of USC, and I told you to bet the money line on USC, or on UCLA. That UCLA wasn't just going to cover against Michigan. UCLA was going to win outright. UCLA did win outright. If you listen, you earn. And that's how easy can I make it for you people, for God's sake. We're not always right, but we're right a lot. Uh, UCLA, uh, by the way, Mick Cronin just rubs me the wrong way. I'm so glad that Indiana never hired him as their head coach. I wouldn't want to win with a curmudgeonly, like, non-smiling. Even when he smiles, it doesn't look natural. It's just wrong. Uh, UCLA is going to get drubbed by Gonzaga, killed by Gonzaga. And and then in the other game, you've got Houston at Baylor, the Battle of Texas. Baylor's going to win that game, and Baylor is going to get beat by Gonzaga. Because not only is Gonzaga the best offensive team in the tournament, They're the best defensive team in the tournament, and you put those two together, how the hell are you going to lose? Mark Few is finally going to cut the nets down, and and that's just the way it is. I I wish it was different. It's not going to be different. It seemed like these two teams, Baylor and Gonzaga, were on a collision course. Uh, Too bad they didn't get a chance to play in the regular season as they were supposed to at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. That game didn't come to pass because of covid and so we're going to have to watch, and we get to watch uh, this Monday night, and it should be a fun game. Best two teams in college basketball facing off against one another. That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, the Heat and the Pacers tonight at Bankers Light Fieldhouse. Victor is not making the trip with Miami because he's got a head cold. He's nursing a head cold. He hasn't had a chance to practice with his new teammates. He's getting uh, accommodated in uh, South Florida in his home and and trying to figure out how to be a productive member of this team. All right, he's got a head cold. Look, he is paid approximately, Victor Oladipo is this season, $300,000 per game. And he's got a head cold. Could you imagine calling in sick? If every day you missed, right, cost your company $300,000, $300,000, that's four cops, that's five teachers, for a year. Take a sick year for four cops, for five teachers. A sick year. That's what Victor Oladipo is doing to the Heat tonight, as he's not going to play, because he's got a head cold. What in the sweet hell is going on in the mind of Victor Oladipo, right? What is the matter? Plus, the return of Victor Oladipo to the Pacers. What, did he play here for three years? For God's sake, it's not like Reggie Miller coming home. It's not like, you know, Rick Smiths or, or even Jermaine O'Neal, for goodness sake. It's Victor Oladipo. Yeah, it was fun to have him around for a while. And then he decided he wanted to go someplace else. And then he decided he wanted to go to someplace else again. And again, and again. And, and then Vic says, teams keep, keep quitting on me. Okay. Victor, Victor's wearing me out, and I love Victor Oladipo, one of my favorite guys to talk to when he was down in Indiana, no longer one of my favorite guys to talk to, now that he's a, an NBA vagabond who, who keeps telling teams, you know, I'd rather be someplace else. All right, yeah, $300,000 a game, and you can't find happiness in Indianapolis or Houston or wherever? Absolutely ludicrous. Uh, birthdays today. Greg Larson, happy birthday. I'm getting agitated. It's too early to get agitated. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Do it with me. Let's relax. All right. Greg Larson, happy birthday. Tim Blanton, happy birthday. Mike Downs, the great Jason Fleener, happy birthday. Uh, Tina Hoover, Danny Yost, Tom Welch, financial advisor to the stars. Brad Beery, happy birthday, Brad. Joe Mercer, Bob Kern, David Keene, and Zachary Cole, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, inside Indiana Sports Now, my God, we're going to talk to Kevin Mowai, the assistant offensive line coach for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and we're going to find some things out. I don't know what we're going to find out, but we're going to find some things out. We'll talk more about Victor Oladipo because I like getting agitated once in a while. And again, we'll talk about Indiana because I think this is the right hire. People keep coming uh, in, in, on messages and, and sending me DMs and and comments on YouTube. Most very very positive, but saying, "Yeah, Mike Woodson. Uh. You know what? Mike Woodson, absolutely the right guy. Scott Dolson did the right thing. Congratulations. Somebody finally understands you need fit in that position. Mike Woodson fits." Indiana basketball, we'll talk to you later on today. Subscribe, why don't you? Hmm?